This is the Flex Network. <laughs> this is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. This right here is the Flex Network. Yeah. Oh, yes, everybody. Yes. This is the Flex Network. As you can see, I am going to plug in the snowman right here. He is back. The methodical, the maniacal, the crazy WWE World Podcast Champion of the World. Oh, yeah. Eric, the snowman, snowman. <laughs> That's right. That's right, everybody. On the other side of the glass, we have Michael. <laughs> just, sorry, Dude, is, just, is, is that just like the most like uneventful intro that you've ever <laughs> done in your life? You said world twice with the snowman, and then you said snowman twice. So I don't know what's going on, on, but go ahead, keep it. He put some emphasis on that. Yeah, can you hear? And then you just good? go. Straight to you. Yes. Does yeah. that do, do you do you hear yourself okay? Uh, uh. Not much, huh? What about you? Can you hear the snowman fine? Yeah, when he actually speaks into the microphone, I can hear him. Test, test. All right. You can yeah, hear yourself. You sound, you sound okay. good. I, I just remember my ears are still plugged. Okay, it's the plugging of the ears. Okay, everybody. <laughs> we are here. This is a podcast that came about of five extra seconds thought about it and we basically are just ready to talk wwe like i this had to happen monday night raw was stupid smackdown was awesome uh and i think it deserves a lot of talk okay um I, I'm not necessarily going to get right into it, okay? First, I want uh, Michael to turn his mic down a smidgen because he started redlining over here. I'm sorry. We're going to get through that. But secondly, I got a question to ask you guys. Now, Michael, I've already talked to you about this, okay? And the snowman's going to stop coughing here in just a second because he's smoking hella weed, this guy. No, he's Doubt not. It. That's just a joke. He's not. Um, he's not. He doesn't do that stuff. Uh, let me ask you a question. So, Zelina Vega, Andrade versus Seth and Becky, okay, touted as probably one of the better matches that you would really see on television. I mean, Zelina's good. Andrade's great. Andrade wrestles everyone amazing and perfect. And Seth Rollins, classic. You know, Seth Rollins is a classic wrestler. Becky's on fire right now, but 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 together they both are um kind of nauseating a little bit. Uh it's it's fun for a little bit, but I think for the edgier watcher like myself, um, it's a little bit uh it's a little bit nauseating. But 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 that I digress. Okay. Um what what about uh you you kind of hope that this is going to be a main event match. Okay. 
And all of a sudden, it gets turned into the match that started Monday Night Raw off. Then, all of a sudden, it gets turned into a mixed tag team elimination. Okay? Now, now, okay, maybe the... Maybe the rules change, but but not my excitement, you know, because I, I love Andrade in the ring. I really would like to have another. It seems like WWE is going for these mixed tag main eventers right now. It's just working. We're outside of WrestleMania. Going to just on the road to SummerSlam. On the road to SummerSlam, on the road to everything else in the year. So they've got to have some filler. So I feel like this is maybe a little bit filler, but... Right now, they're focusing on Baron and Lacey, which is great. Now, it feels like, okay, roll. Maybe we'll get an Andrade Zelina Vega. So they start the match. Becky goes over Zelina. Okay? Zelina is now eliminated. Well, it's not like it's two-on-one. Okay? It's handicap. It's, it's, it's not even handicap now. That's the thing. It's not handicap because it's a tag team elimination. It's a it's a mixed tag tag team elimination match. The men can't wrestle the women. The women can't wrestle the men. The they have to stick to their specific genders in order to wrestle. Those are the rules slash stipulations of the match. Okay, so Becky pins or or goes over on Zelina, and we come back after the break, and and Becky's on the apron still. Zelina's on the floor. Doesn't make any sense to me, but I got a question for you and all the listeners out there. What would have happened if Andrade eliminated Seth Rollins in the next match? We would have had a a, a true handicap match. I would have thought. I, what handicap? What's a handi- handicap? Two on in, one. Well, no. If if Seth Rollins gets eliminated by Andrade, he's, he's, so Matt is talking about after Becky had eliminated Zelina Vega. Uh, so now that those two are out of the picture, we would have had a man versus woman situation. Okay, That's probably what what would have happened in the same, you know, vice versa. If that would have happened. Okay, that's a good point because you can't have it. You know, you know what. You cannot just have it. Oh, one person on one team is eliminated. The other one's gone. And then well, what are we supposed to do? It's a man and a woman left. Right. So what do you do? You because you, well, you don't let the, but you don't let the guys wrestle the girls. So what do you do? Uh, well, for WWE's sake and their mindset, they would probably just thrown someone in there to, oh, it's a DQ. Or Okay. So out. you're saying that WWE would have had to gimmick their way out of it because. Yes. It literally doesn't make sense. Michael, does this make sense? What if Andrade were to have beaten Seth Rollins? You know, uh, I... I Not too loud. I wouldn't have had a problem <laughs> with it. I just... Um, it, it's a situation where you would say... Um, it doesn't make sense the way that they book the match and kind of like uh, once you realize what the outcome and all that stuff was, um, it doesn't make sense. But then, but then when you think about it, you're like, well, they could have booked it that uh, a little bit of a different way because if Becky Lynch is truly the man, why not have um, Andrade beat Seth and then Becky can go one on one with Andrade? You know, that would kind of help her character and. 
and and, and uh -huh. everything, her gimmick and all that stuff. And I think that would have been interesting. It would have been kind of cool to see. But um, they obviously, you know what it felt like? It felt like um, it, it felt like someone was in a match or in a specific type of like gimmick match and they just didn't know all the rules. And, but when I say they, in this situation, I'm more referring to like the WWE officials. Like you put them in that match, but they didn't think about like, Oh, no viewer, no wrestling fan who understands how these matches work is ever going to think that, uh, Andrade is going to beat Seth because Becky already beat Zelina. So it's like, what's the point you already know what's going to happen you know how you get there or whatever but we know that seth isn't going to lose to andrade right so so my whole thing is dang you know what snowman you kind of had it there because it would have been a hundred percent better for the entire storyline if maybe zelina helped andrade get the win and then you had Becky go up against Andrade. Like, I had not even seen or heard about that as a potential option. Yeah, well, we kind of had that with uh, WrestleMania, or a couple of years ago at WrestleMania with Ronda and Kurt and Triple H and Steph. Ronda got physical with Hunter. So we had, you know, that was a similar situation. We could have had that similar situation with Becky and Andrade. But it just, at yeah, this but, point but in time, it wouldn't have it wouldn't have made sense or it would have been screwed up. I'm just wondering if that was like, uh, just Rhonda kind of being like rogue a little bit, because I don't think that that's in the realm of like within the rules of the match, you know, she got physical with them, but like, Oh I, no, they, they would have let it's Rhonda freaking Rousey. She can take and handle. No, no, I'm, anyone. No, I'm saying like back, how, back how, how the traditional matches work, you know, like oh, I would yeah. say that like, it's not a DQ or she's not, or she, or she's actually going rogue or anything. I'm just saying that like in a traditional, that style if, of match, you would, yeah, if it was a straight up, just tag team match, you know, you know, or elimination match where it was, you know, once, yeah, actually, if it was just a tag team match, that would have been fine. But with it being an intergender match, it would, it, there we go. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yes, the snowman needs help with holding a microphone. Yeah, yeah one oh one. This guy a mic stand or something, dog. dude. I know. I've been working on. I have it's the working. mic stand. It, we're gonna figure this out. But here's it's the a thing. work. It's a work in progress. I over freaking here. tried to start the cast. Listen, I tried to start the cast off by saying <laughs> that I literally called this guy. I was like, listen, I ha I was busy. I had plans. And I was like, listen, plan fell through. I need you at the house in five. Da, 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 da. And he was here. Okay. <laughs> Literally. Just it happened just like that. And so here's my whole point. Okay. It was it was bad. Okay. Right. Okay. Seth wasn't gonna lose. Boom. And all of a sudden, classic two per two person out elimination. Easy. Right when that happened, you knew, oh my gosh, here comes, here come Baron, here come Lacey. Let's, uh -huh. let's, let's figure it let's out. Let's just get this over with and yep. done with. Heat spot, you know, easy money. Um, now, the only exciting thing about that, honestly, was that uh, Becky, for some reason, she is either selling way too hard 
or she's getting straight up cracked. I think she got cracked. She's just getting cracked with these punches. Nia Jax rocks her. It, it, it's, no, Nia Jax ain't there. No, but uh, Nia Jax rocked oh, her. Oh, the night, yeah, that yeah. Nia Jax knock. Yeah. She got busted at some before Survivor Series. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But then, you know what? That's kind of what like gave her her momentum that she's currently riding on. You know, she didn't ever get punched and have that nasty black eye and whatever else happened to her the way that it happened. Then, you know, she we, wouldn't be we where have she had is so now. much different stuff happening. If that if that punch didn't happen, yeah, I doubt she would be Ultra where she timeline. is. I about I doubt she would be where she is right now. Well, yeah. Uh, well, she would still probably be at home right now recovering from knee surgery. Right. Oh, which is bad. Right. Sorry. <laughs> so Get well soon. <laughs> so double. He, what What do we say? Double ACL tears is what she had. Yep. She she oh, busted dude, both. That is, that is but so she is on the road true. to recovery. She's and a woman of her size, you know, it's probably so much harder to like deal with that. Oh, yeah. Hey, she's fluffy. So right. she's uh -huh. fluffy, beautiful. Right. Snowman, snowman loves, snowman loves the fluffy, beautiful. No, 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 no. I'll take bliss. I'll take bliss anytime. Oh, okay. Give me bliss. He's shooting his shot. Shooting his shot, dude. Bliss. We'll tweet, Damn. We'll, we'll tweet okay, this Snow. Relax. Relax, Snow. Well, I can't do Lynch because she's dating Seth. Relax, Snow. Snowman's got a conscience. As to <laughs> who he, hey, Alexa Bliss and, and it's uh buddy, it's buddy uh not anymore. Buddy Murphy. <laughs> they, they were engaged they and they, they, they split up or something. Dude, they yeah, because of with him on 205 and her on Raw. Yeah, no, it's really Spendles. the fact that she, you're fucking, so you're on one right now, Snow. <laughs> Oh my god! I'm calling my shot, shooting it hard. You're shooting it, dude. Someone who likes hey. Disney and is a wrestler. Whoo! Hey, like it is a knockout. Whoo! Oh, hey, man. hey, Matt. Let me tell you something though. Okay. And and I know we briefly talked about this, but this water jug right here, right? I drank one today and one yesterday. Still feeling extremely dehydrated because. The Texas heat here has been so disrespectful. Oh, and, I, and I just mean like 105 plus the past like three days, like no wind blowing for any type of breeze, just insane humidity. I look at the heat index. The heat index says, oh, feels like 115 to 118. And I'm just out here sweating like nobody's business at like 9.30 in the morning at work. And I cannot stand it. I just had to say that. So if you see me drinking out of this <laughs> big jug here, just know that I'm just trying to recover. And uh, Well, let's talk about tough. the elephant in the room. How do you like your Michael? Roasted or <laughs> steamed? Or yeah. beef jerky? Beef yeah. jerky. Dehydrated. Dehydrated and... Uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room. The elephant in the room is that picture you got in the background, exactly. dog. Exactly. You knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, I love it. You do love it, don't you? Where in the world are we? I have no idea. I found what, this photo. When did this become? Um, Where in the world is know what? San Diego? I <laughs> What I'm gonna say is you're in. Uh, is it Venice where they uh, where they do the, like the the little uh, boat rides with the dude in the red and white striped shirt and he like paddles gondolas. you down? Gondolas, yeah, the gondolas, yeah. 
Yeah, I, I honestly, it doesn't talk about where it is truthfully in the world, but I came outside my house one day and my neighbors were moving and this was next to the garbage can. And I was <laughs> like, the f literally, I step right outside and I go, yep. And I went and grabbed it. Didn't even hesitate. You know what that looks like to me? That looks like you were uh, at Ross trying to get a new pair of work pants or something. And you're like, oh, look at this art piece for $9.99 over here. Let me scoop that. Okay, let's get for back free. on track. Let's get back <laughs> for free because it all oh, obviously looks like shit. Okay, so no, I'm just giving it away. No. Someone else just didn't want it. Yeah. So here's the uh, here's the thing. I don't know why that just went. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. oh. No, I don't know why that's happening, honestly. But what'd you do? Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley. Oh dear lord. Interested or not, Snowman? Up until Extreme Rules, no. But the fact that they're going into a last man standing match, yes. I was just want to see that match. Everything else up to that point was ugh. Good God. <laughs> I, I, I've checked out of the hotel and be like, what the hell? Is this the SmackDown hotel? It's the what the fuck hotel. Okay. Rated E for everybody. Cheap plug for that's a cheap plug. Thank <laughs> you. I am. That's a plug yeah, for without plug a cause. Without a cause. Without Dude, a cause here in Everett, Washington. Hold, all, on. Hold, on. Hold, on. Hold, on. hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. TJ Perkins. Nothing. TJ Perkins versus Hammerstone live and in person. It's going to be a sick match live rated E for everybody without a cause local. Come do it. See it. Be about it live. Not on pay-per-view, not on pay-per-view, just like right. AEW is this weekend, but this is not what we're going to talk about. I'm sorry, but there's so much WWE news to get through to this weekend that Sorry. AEW is more of it's a, good. it pops us, and then we're Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like AEW, AEW, because that's what it is. It, 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 <sighs> I don't like to talk about AEW pre preemptive. I'm more We've of only a, had a few pay-per-views, so it's, a, it, it's, it's just growing. So yeah. Can you talk into the mic? Yes. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Okay, listen, yes. this guy is so animated. He just cares so much. He fucking rolls that shit right off to the side. He's like, hey, I just want to go back. No, listen, AEW is amazing. Everybody should be watching it this weekend. Um, live it, love it, learn it. Um, and we will be talking about it next week, hopefully. Dude, so you get onto the snowman for dropping one F-bomb, and then you follow that up by dropping your own F-bomb with more words to follow. And in the past, you have been the one with the colorful language, so I would just say pump the brakes a little. If anyone, it's me. I've never used okay. any type of choice language on this podcast, ever one time. So Brock Lesnar not around he, he's the beast we're obviously getting beast versus beast and a bobby lashley braun Strowman feud little gimmicky at first still a little gimmicky michael how believable to you was bobby lashley getting speared through essentially the leds of the titantron and 
It's not a Titantron anymore. I know. It's still a Titantron. Okay, so no matter what, be that. Um, how um fake did that look? I mean, I I really enjoy kind of letting myself go when I watch wrestling, which is is definitely fun and awesome. But not only did it look fake, it felt fake, and then the entire show from then on out was every segment coming back hey well we uh you know something serious just went down here uh brock uh or i mean braun Strowman uh is being carted away to the hospital and it's like you yeah you know that shit is not happening okay i get if it if they were just oh at the top of the hour that oh, if you haven't checked in on Raw, be just now tuning into Raw. This is what you missed. But you're doing it after so much repeating. It's like okay, we understand. They went through the Titantron F or Braun destroyed the Titantron with Lashley through it. There were some random fireworks that went <laughs> off for at a full minute. It seemed like uh huh. And and Corey Graves went. Holy shit! <laughs> you know, and like on live TV, hey. and he tweeted about getting fined about it. Which oh, I he could afford it. Maybe he can. I don't know if he makes that it's much. WWE. Money. I think he's a WWE mule. Like I feel like they're putting him in everything, and then be like, "Hey, listen, Corey, a couple hundred k. You can act like you're a baller. No, nah, not not even a hundred k. It's like five hundred bucks. You're good. <laughs> right, right, right. We don't need I mean, this guy." 205, they're finding like five five K for for Bennett. Mauro Ranello is the greatest announcer that w, that uh WWE has. Are we all in agreement about that? Yeah, I would I would even say that he's the best announcer in like of all, all time. Well, I'm just saying in like uh any time like because he did boxing for a little bit and he did uh he's done some like MMA. Bellator. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's just like He's incredible, dude. He's just always on like super hypes. He's never just been like, oh yeah, that wasn't you know. You've never like listened to him and thought he was boring or anything. It's always that like, always up to level ten, you know. No, it's a, it's eleven for it, him. It's an eleven. It's, he makes NXT pay per views much must see and want to see. Yeah, I agree. I fully even, agree. Even if he's not on NXT TV, we still want to you know see him. Yeah. I agree. I, I I think that if you look at the the greatest announcers of WWE all time, you know you got Jim Ross, hundred percent at the top. King is great, but King was more of a side piece. But he was great to Jr. He and he probably is number three. I mean, he was that great, probably. But I mean, you got back in the day, you got the Gorilla Monsoons and the Weasel, the fucking Vince McMahon era of yes. commentating was amazing. With Macho Man Randy Savage, oh yeah, yeah. And if you listen to Jr.'s podcast uh, with uh, what's his name, Connor or uh, Conrad, 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 Thompson. Conrad, um, and then Conrad Thompson's podcast with Eric Bischoff, Snowman. Have you heard those at all? Not yet. I- I'm planning. Not 80, yet. Our WWE. Weeks. 83 weeks is the name of the one with Bischoff and that uh, 83 weeks is based off of the 83 uh, consecutive weeks that WCW beat WWE in TV ratings. And then the other one they have Conrad Thompson 
has a podcast called Grilling JR with Jim Ross, and he just asks him questions about um, everything that, you know, anytime he, you know, just the business that he was a part of, that he was commentating, because he was the lead guy, and he was the, he handled the payroll for WWE for a long time, and he was the lead uh, talent, talents, um, talent, talent something. Manager. Talent. Yeah, talent, talent relations. relations. Yeah, yeah. Relations um, so, you know, he's had a bunch of different roles with WWE, so he knows the business really well. He he has a good, um, he kind of has a good idea on how Vince McMahon's um, brain works brain a little works. bit. And, and not totally, but like. Ditto. Ditto. Yeah. Jake, show me a soda. Oh, yeah. dist. That's one. Okay. Let's Got calculate him. that. Let's calculate how much that happens in the entire career. These could be bloopers. Uh, this is on the outtake reel. Snowman, how much? So, what were you gonna say about uh, the podcast? You said you weren't. Yeah. Yeah. I. I just. Uh, I haven't really gotten into like listening to podcasts uh, as much because I just listen to music wherever I go. Even in my car, it's just I got. I, it's a slow transition. Well, stop of, moving the mic from your hand. It's Quit a slow transition. He to get. <laughs> You know, to like sit down and listen to podcasts. I mean, I, I, I've slowly been listening to Jericho, to Austin's podcast. Those are so. I mean, those are good podcasts. The, the but... Flex Network. Oh, oh, shameless plug, plug right there. Shameless plug. <laughs> enjoy it. Yes. Okay. Good. Yes. Um. Here's the thing, Snowman. You're crazy. People stopped listening to music so long ago. Like, podcasts are for real. The thing that everyone should be doing radio is in your hand. Just like the listeners that listen to this, uh, watch our this. friends, our family, you know, whatever, where we're going, we got new graphics coming out. So like podcasts are the radio of the future, man. People, people don't necessarily need to, to tune in, but yeah, great. I mean, you know, when of you're, of course you want to tune in, tune in, like when you're driving or like how many people have radios, if you're just walking around or taking a bus or, or going to school or whatever. Like people just don't have radios. I mean, nowadays you can tune the radio in through an app, but like realistically, people are listening to podcasts. They find the people they like, find the people they want to support, and they listen to it. So I feel like you would love podcasts. Well, again, uh, I, I'm I'm a creature of old habits. So uh, I'm like, I don't have, an, you know, an iPhone X. I have a regular just iPod, you know, touch one. So iPod. I just, Yes. What is that, Snowman? I have the iPod Touch. Okay, so it's I've had. Since you can high get apps, podcast apps on that thing. I know, but my it's so full of music on that and like videos. I, I, just going to like a Mariners game, I listen to music. You know, just you know, just you to need listen. to listen to podcasts. I'm serious. I'll do whatever it takes to get you on podcasts. But I, I do listen. It's just I just got you know. Figure Transition. out the right timing for me. So I will give you a couple podcasts to listen to. I will, I will, I will do that for you. Okay. And if you don't listen to them, you'll be uh, in a line for a stream of murders. <laughs> okay. And this a is where the snowman just falls backwards. And <laughs> it's okay. You can see my beautiful photo. Let's get back into raw. Okay. Yes. Let's get back on track. <laughs> This is what's great about our podcast, though. It's not fucking cookie cutter. This is not cookie cutter. We ain't running off of scripts. This is off the top of the dome. Okay. I got snowman that just came over after five minutes. Didn't even know he was coming over. Rain, ready to talk wrestling. Hey, I need you. Come here. Actually, right. 
real quick, sorry, Snowman, a podcast that you might like is called Revisionist History or Revisionist uh, WWE. They, I forget what it is. Fuck, I'm terrible at plugging. It's, uh, it's where they go back to old school, like 98 WWE pay-per-views, WWF, Ooh. and they rebook them. Yeah, oh. this is crazy. If you're a that's, nut, that's messing with that's messing with my heritage right there. That's what I'm saying, dude. You already are feeling it. Listen, I forget what it's called. I'll look it up right now. But um, they go back to like old shit, and they go, you know what? Because of this, I would have much rather seen a feud of this. You know, instead of booking Gold Dust versus whatever as the second match of the card, I probably would have brought it up to the fourth match of the card. And then it's something that a nut like you or any nuts out there would enjoy just really diving into the pay per view. Uh, specific times in in WWF history and really like and it gives you new lease on life to go back to the old pay-per-views and and rewatch them and think about Oh, it. I don't need an excuse to rewatch the old pay-per-views. I I will literally if I feel like it I will watch on the network. I will go back and watch Raw. I will then go watch in in order to the pay-per-views and, and even the Sunday night heat. I will watch it. This is why I love this guy. And, and that's straight into the pay-per-view. I did that for SummerSlam 98. Highway to hell. I will. Here he I, goes. You strike me down right now if I'm a lion. That was the best built pay-per-view main event. Built main event pay-per-view. <gasps> I will. Oh, yeah. Go oh, down. Oh, my gosh. He is he's dropping knowledge on us right now. Undertaker, Austin, it was built from fully for months and months and months. So the wait, so wait. Tell us, tell us when this was again. 98. 98. It, it was literally the summer. You better be writing this down. <laughs> 98. Summer Slam 98, but it was being built for months with Austin and Kane at Hell in, at King of the Ring and Hell in the Cell. So when was that? Uh, that would be. Holy Lloyd was the pay per view before. Fully so loaded, two, he so King of the Ring would yep. be. Is that? Oh, that's got to be in like I know, October. I know the pay per view order from that from that year. Was it that year though? Because yeah, it it, SummerSlam was only in like June. No, August. August, right? Yeah, SummerSlam's so, August. It's always so, been August. So the feud went through WrestleMania of ninety. No, it started. It started right like right after right going into King of the Ring. So after that's after was, WrestleMania though. It was right after WrestleMania. Okay, so get this, everybody. This was, 1998. Because this was when Austin won the title from Shawn Michaels at Shawn WrestleMania. Disappeared. Yeah. That oh, was, that that's was the year I Shawn could enjoy that. Let's watch because that. Of the, because of his back injury from the Royal Rumble with Undertaker in the casket match. <gasps> and he struggled. For Should that. we go from there? Because that's a good. I would love to rewatch that match. Well, yeah, but because you got if you see, I can literally you the bump that he took off the casket for Shawn, Shawn Michaels took a bump off the casket in his lower back, like right here. Yeah, that's where his back injury started, oh. and that it he was basically just trying to you know keep me get me to WrestleMania. Oh, just wow. get me to WrestleMania. That's all I need. I, I didn't even know that. 
I mean, I didn't know that it happened like right there. So yeah. that okay, hold on. You're uh, you're getting hype. Okay, you're getting real hype right now. Okay, so, okay <laughs> listen. What what our viewers need to do because you're hyping it up. Okay, yeah. listen. We need to start at at Royal Rumble, uh, let, 1998. Uh, let's well, let's get to WrestleMania because this. Well, hold on. Okay. I want to watch that that casket bump. So okay. here's the thing: the reason why I cannot just start watching a yeah. feud right from the beginning is because I think it really leads or leads into the feud or or to the understanding of the character that you see his backstory. So so you can't go into the Undertaker Austin feud not really understanding where Austin is or mm -hmm. Undertaker are prior. Yeah, okay. I, I see where you're so going. So you start at Royal Rumble with the casket match. You watch well, Shawn Michaels be hurt. He gets every he gets Monday injured. night raw. Well he he gets injured with the back bump, you know it I mean he he's he makes it through the match that's the that was the casket match that Kane helped you know don't tell me oh, snow sorry, don't sorry. ruin it for me jeez okay. so Undertaker gets so you know, you're you're getting so, upset because he's trying to spoil it 20 he's years spoiling later. it and now here's the thing snow listen <laughs> let me just pat you on the back okay stop stop listen you're too excited to get your clock your thoughts clear let I understand what you're saying. For my listeners here, Snow, I'm gonna I'm gonna give your explanation a very soft, easy. You're gonna way. convert. My, you're gonna translate what I'm saying to the to Matt version. Th this is how much this dude loves wrestling. He just went. He almost had a heart attack when we're just talking about the back bump on the casket. Okay, listen, we need to watch Royal Rumble from 1998. Okay, we go then every Raw. Was SmackDown around at that no. time? Okay, it's so stop. Not till 99. Not till 99. So we go from every Raw. And this is cool that you can do this, Raw right? And, it's awesome. And, it is awesome. And uh, actually, no, not yet. Sunday Night Heat, though? Not yet. Okay, so. This was, uh, this it was a little bit later in 98, closer to SummerSlam. Okay, so we're going to watch Royal Rumble 1998. We're going to watch the Raws. Four times. Boom, 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 boom. Pay-per-view. Boom, 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 boom. Pay-per-view. Right. All the way Rumble through to no WrestleMania. Well, yep. Going through from, WrestleMania, though. We're going to hit everyone on the way. From Royal Rumble to no way, the first No Way Out in your house, No Way Out of Texas. Then to WrestleMania. Yep. And then after WrestleMania, you get... King of the Ring. No. No. You, there's two more pay-per-views. Uh, you got... Uh, Unforgiven in your house because this was still the, in the in your house era. I would. I'm just trying to test your knowledge right here. We had so we have over the edge first, over the edge, and then unforgiven. <sighs> my, my, uh, I love that paper. And no, then, then we get into King of the Ring. Oh, okay. And then, King, and then, then King of the Ring. Slam. We go to, we go to fully loaded <sighs> in your house, and then SummerSlam. Boom. And and you're and, saying from that January to that August is the single best lead up to a match yeah. in the Attitude Era. Yes. Leading up to Undertaker versus Stone Cold Steve Austin for the yes. title at SummerSlam. Because you gotta understand this. Be, you know, Tell me, Snow, preach upon the motherland. Because that time frame, you get to see the rise of Stone Cold to the main event status. And the champion that I he's love gonna, that the champion that he's going to be, you get to see the vet, the gritty and the dark and eerie Ooh. Undertaker that we all you know 
the ministry, not, not, sorry, I can't say ministry. Don't say that. That was 99. But you get to see the, the creatures of the night. And the lead up through that pay-per-view with having them be tag team champions. And then while Austin's the, the, the heavyweight champion, they're going to be buddies, you know, as it gets closer, you know, not really buddies, but it's, are you working with me or are you going to, you know, screw me over? And then the fact that the pay-per-view. Don't spoil summer, it. No, no, no. Okay. Hurry the up. fact that the pay-per-view SummerSlam was also being dubbed the highway to hell. And the theme song for that pay-per-view was ACDC's Highway to Hell. And the build-up, the promo for that one main event match with that theme song. Oh, my gosh. Cut the check. We're done. Go. In. It was Everybody? the greatest. Uh, no, no. I want He's every cutting a promo, Michael. Everyone that is watching Michael, this podcast this. On, this, on YouTube right now. <laughs> Search SummerSlam 98, Austin, Undertaker, uh, ACDC, Highway to Hell. But promo. we want to get there, though. We have to get there first. We got to get there. Get, but I know, but when you get to that point in that August month leading up to SummerSlam. Then we can feel how you're feeling <sighs> right now. You know what, Snow? Here's the thing, Snow. I'm preaching. Oh. He's preaching. Okay, listen. Okay. I'm sorry. We got off on a tangent. That was a big, <laughs> long one. This is how th this cast is going to go. You never know what we're going to do, but here's we'll the thing. We'll jump forward. We'll Snow, jump back. Snow, we just figured out what your podcast is going to be for the, the network. This is an announcement. This is a worldwide announcement. <laughs> Breaking Snow, news live on this network. Snowman is going to have his own podcast on the network. And Snow, you know what I want you to do? I want you to go through these little pieces of history, attitude era history, and describe them to us. I want everything that you just gave me times 10. I want to hear it all. I want to hear and then go back after I listen to your cast and rewatch that whole entire timeline and be just exploded with excitement. Michael, Matt, can you smell it? Oh, oh what, what do I smell? Can you smell what the snowman's cooking? Oh, my God. That was amazing. Here's what I can tell you, though. There's only one time in the last year, Michael, that I have felt that for Tuesday Night Smackdown. Tell me, Michael, how the buildup was done really good for Tuesday night in SmackDown in wanting to find out who knocked at Aleister Black's door. Describe to me how we got brought back to the real era of wrestling with this. And, and what do you think happened when they revealed who his, his challenger would be? Um, I'll say that this was probably the most excited that I had been for a SmackDown episode in a long time, just because SmackDown has always kind of been like uh, put on the back burner for like Vince McMahon and all that stuff. Like um, even like the, the good, the good uh, wrestlers that were drafted or traded or sent over to SmackDown or whatever, 
they always find themselves back on raw one way or the other lately it's been the wild card rule that has brought them back over there but um i was pretty excited about it um and then i think i allowed myself to get a little too excited because when they said who alistair black's opponent was not said or showed yeah who they showed him um who I was knocking at my door. Yeah, you know, they you know, they said it was Cesaro. And so I mean, it's it's okay, but I'm just Did like, Cesaro look like a modern day Bond villain? Yeah, he kind of did. Yes. He was a complete Bond villain. I think he kind of played that. He kind of walked the chair. You saw it was a white guy, so you like took out like 25% of the roster right there. And and what did you think? Did was it a decent build up for you or Yeah, it was a pretty good build up. Um the only thing I had a I had a couple problems um they didn't do like they barely had Cesaro on TV leading up to all this. My thing is like if you're going to waste the time and the promos to build up Alistair Black and like kind of like her, his character and persona and everything on on the back end, I would have also built up Cesaro, but you really only saw him like once or twice um, leading up to that. And Michael, so that would, Michael, you, Michael, can I can I maybe softly disagree with you on that? That's what the beauty of this podcast is. I yeah, I'm going to totally. softly disagree because because here's my whole thing on Cesaro. Cesaro was in the bar. Agreed. Okay. That's yeah, who yeah. Cesaro was for the last like three five years or something like yep. that. Tag Long time with, she- with Sheamus. I was holding it right there. No, you weren't. Uh, listen, when Sheamus got injured, Cesaro had to go on his own. So you tell me you didn't see Cesaro but one or two times. But what I saw was a, a triple match with fucking Ricochet. That was one of the best matches you've seen on TV so much oh, so that they had yeah. to run it back You're three right. times. Right. I forgot about that. I totally forgot about that. You're Cesaro right. has been on a tear right now mm-hmm. like he has been on a tear he's on a tear because he is finally showing that man as a singles competitor i am to be feared like he is just as good in the ring with his style and his power and his prowess for his long swiss body as ricochet is he has reminded that he is a f- man to be feared he he had that uh, i who was holding, oh, it. holding it like this hold it uh, like this he was sorry. That doesn't Mike sound one part two, <laughs> but he has reminded that he w- was a great singles competitor. He has held singles gold before U.S. title. He was in the hunt, you know, really for you know to get an opportunity for the U- Universal, which led into the bar situation. We aren't the bar, or what is yeah, it? It's, we don't set the bar. We are the bar. Yes, I love that. I actually oh. love Cesaro. Pretty much, listen, okay, Sheamus, dead in the water for me. Don't give a shit about Sheamus. But because say, uh, Cesaro was mixed into that tag team, Michael, what did you think about the bar? I mean, the bar was, I mean, one of those random thrown together tag teams like Shinsuke and, and Rusev, and it went over, like, amazingly what did you think um i felt the same way about it the only thing that i didn't like at the time is i 
felt like those were two good singles competitors that you were throwing into a tag team. So that was a little annoying, but you know, they, they kind of quickly got over and all that stuff. And so that's pretty cool. Um, Cesaro, I've always had a like really high opinion of, um, and I didn't understand why WWE wasn't using him. And then, um, so Tuesday nights, um, promo where he he sat down and was talking to alistair black the only thing that i didn't like about that like he was still wearing his mouth guard that he wears in the ring and just kind of like yeah and it's kind of like smiling at alistair black or whatever um i think it has potential to be a really good match um and so that'll just be interesting to see in my opinion um because cesaro is like that weird like mix of wrestler that can do a bunch of different things you know he he could be the strong guy he could be the fast guy uh i wouldn't say a whole lot about like high flying but he doesn't necessarily have to add that to his game to be like that ricochet type or anything um because good point good point yeah he is he doesn't have to add that because he's he's actually you know very technical super strong a lot of people say he's pound for pound the strongest wrestler in wwe so Mm -hmm. Well, and, and, and to add to your point, you know, the reason why he doesn't have to do high flying is because his style is a style that nobody else can imitate a high flyer like Ricochet, even though high flyer is a style, you don't see guys doing it like Ricochet does it. So it's the same thing for Cesaro and why it works is because you don't, you don't see anybody wrestling like Cesaro. Like, no, unless you are Cesaro, you cannot imitate Cesaro. And that's a cool thing about Ricochet. And that's why Ricochet is, is great, too. Now, you look at Seth Rollins, and this is kind of why I'm maybe I'm not into the product right now. Because I like Seth, but as a baby face, he, he doesn't give me anything to get behind. Because... He's a worker. He's a good wrestler. But so is Finn Balor. Mm-hmm. So is Andrade. Yep. But yet Finn Balor gives me something to cheer because he's a small guy. Andrade gives me something to cheer because he's got that Mexican like heritage, vi- heritage and that vibe and that, that like under under uh underground under underdog underdog good word. He's got that underdogness to me because Seth is such the the mainstream almost. Uh-huh. Because he's had to fight back, you know, fight, you know, because we've seen this from when he was with the Shield to go when he and then to. So you're saying his singles is that career. he used to be that way. Yeah. Uh, he from going with, you know, teaming the Shield, then the chair shot that shocked everyone to him, you know, being with the authority to then being on himself on his own again to then being tagged. There was again. so much to his character, it's, but he's proven to be a workhorse. So that's that's what. So maybe that's what it is. It's, it, right now we're in that that level of Seth Rollins' character that is like that prosperity level. Like he's gotten finally back home to he's back on top. Yeah, and he's that Brad Pitt. Now he's enjoying life as Brad Pitt. You know what I mean? Where it's like he's now doing movies that are like complete a plus movies where it's all like sometimes fun and game there's no there's you don't need to take chances anymore you're brad pitt you know what i mean and so michael do you like seth rollins better as a heel 
Or would do you like Seth Rollins right now? Or do you think you have to be a Seth Rollins fan to enjoy what's going on right now? I I mean, I'm with you. I do really like Seth Rollins, but he there's no doubt that he is much better as a heel. Um it his whole baby face character and everything that he's doing, it's just it seems forced. Like he's not very good at it. He doesn't like it's almost like there's no direction with it. Like they don't really know what they want to do. Um, he's just been so much better. Like when he was with the authority and when he turned on the shield and all that stuff, I felt like he was way better because you could add like, there's so much more creativity when you are a heel. Um, cause you're trying to figure out new ways to get the crowd to hate you and get, and to, to piss get them off. Heat. Yeah. And so with, with, I mean, you've learned this from Mick Foley from over the years. If you're a babyface, <laughs> all you got to do is go in and say, I'm glad to be here in Seattle, Tulsa, Washington. Or yeah, wherever Washington. you're at. Yeah, wherever you're at. Just say, I'm happy to be here. And, and then Finally, yeah. The Rock has come back to wherever you live. Yeah. And then you're popping. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So and of course, that's it, my whole thing is like he, he's just not a very good. Um, he's not a very good babyface. Um and there's not really anyone challenging him right now. I don't consider I don't consider Baron Corbin any type of challenge, considering he's beaten beat him three times in a row or however many times it's been. It's just been boring. And and the the mixed tag situation they have going is good because it doesn't make me think it's as boring. Still boring, not as boring though. So uh, we can actually change that now because there's now officially a mixed tag. Extreme rules match. I'm not Sunday. into it. I'm they did they did absolutely nothing to they just add the extreme rules tagline to it. But you know what? It's still it's better than what probably what it, what it would have been. Maybe I now mean, we yeah. can actually see stupid now because now we can actually probably see Baron Corbin get his ass whooped with a Singapore king. I, I hope fucking Lacey takes a Singapore cane right oh, to the head. Thank you. And, and shows me a little thank bit you. something for from her because she's thank you. yes. Um okay. Here's a here's one of the last things, not the last thing. No. Heavy machinery, best tag team on TV right now, or let's start on that side because I, I gotta think about this one. Michael oh. Heavy Machinery, Otis Dozovich. Um, Entertaining, tucky, tucky. First of all, they are awesome tag team. Otis is the best, obviously. Him going toe to toe with uh, Eric Rowan—is that who he went toe to toe with? Just two big brutes in the ring. That big red oak. Yeah, yeah, that was incredible. Those two dudes. I mean, he's just a huge dude, super powerful. they don't they don't even have to get on the mic really. They can just wrestle and I'm entertained. It's just maybe it's because it's a fresh tag team so you're kind of like, "Oh, yeah, the, like this is cool." Um, but Yeah, like, but the Viking Raiders don't have that same effect. So That has nothing to changed. do with them and it has everything to do with how they're being booked. Yeah, but okay, maybe. But you know what I would really like to see and this is kind of crazy though. Let's say that uh Let's say that Otis and Tucky get it at Extreme Rules, right? They just get it. They get the titles. They get the titles. And on Tuesday, guess who shows up? Yeah, I'm, I'm 
go ahead. Tell me who shows up on Tuesday and, and really throws the entire tag team division on its head and then lets Daniel Bryan go back to singles competition. SmackDown would be the top show if I'm watching a feud between Heavy Machinery and who, Michael? The Wyatt family? Wrong. Because okay. I had no because idea. The Wyatt, because Eric Rowan and Luke Har- you know, well, Harper's not there. Anymore. Yeah. Not there right now. Well, but or actually, he's not even there now. Well, but he he's there, but he's not there there. But yeah, he that wouldn't be it. Go ahead. I'll give you another shot. Ready? Go. God, I have no idea. I, I, I think I know where you're going. If you don't know where I'm going, I'm going to be upset. And it's brand new, just too sweet. The club. Nope. Oh, wrong. 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 Authors of pain. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, because Outside listen. curveball. Yeah, okay. exactly. Because you haven't seen them on TV in a long time. They're a badass tag team. You have finally gotten behind heavy machinery. Right? You like those guys. And you think they're really good in the ring. You actually think their their moves are good. They're powerhouses. Then you get authors of pain coming back. And you're like, oh, hot damn. Like, this shit's going to be real. Because, honestly, no offense to the New Day, but they're a thrown-together tag team in my eyes. They work really... And they work. Well, it works. It always works with Money. the New Day. But, but they're three together kind of one thing. And so whenever I see them as a tag team, sometimes it falls on me a little bit because I'm like, okay, well, it's, it's one and, and three and together they're not as great as one and two or maybe, you know, two and three. And so I never get behind just one. I get behind the three and the match is good. It, it, it's that dreaded, it's that dreaded free bird rule that they have. Yeah. So it, when they win the tag team tiles, th- it's not, oh, it's Xavier Woods and Biggie. It's, the new day exactly and so that's my problem is i can't get behind the tag team like as you know a tag team you get behind the tag team you know and so it's kind of interesting with the new day because i don't do that and then i don't get behind uh daniel bryan because he's not a tag team they're not a tag team they've just been thrown together so what i would really like to do is i would like to get behind heavy machinery because they're a true tag team that have the it factor and then bring in a true tag team that you haven't seen in a while bring them in let's get them feuding let's see something good eric bischoff and and that's my last thing i want to talk about guys to end this cast well before we get to the last part okay the last 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 part you had something what is your guys's opinion and, and i just talked about this or just said this 98 SummerSlam. no got me recently like when you had asked about the you know, tag teams. Yes. What is your guys' reaction of the reunion of the club? Michael? I think that, I mean, I like the idea, but it's like, to me, I would just, I would add like a, I would turn it into like a faction. A like, yeah. Like I would just add more like, like uh like anderson a, and gallows and no nope, you're wrong oh keep and, going who and, is it aj and styles. aj isn't isn't good to uh, me. who else who are Who's they your fourth 
Who is your Finn Balor? This is a big deal. Yes, yes, that is the answer. You're right. It's always Finn. It has to it be is. Finn. It has to be. It has the to be original, Finn. the innovator of the. Sorry, no, take it off the WWE mask for a minute. Of the Bullet Club, exactly. The man who made it. Get hype. So did they say something about a fourth member? No, but no. that's what, oh, that's okay. a good take by you. Okay, Jesus. I just thought a good take. he's like, oh, man. <laughs> no, that would be a great, great thing to do. But have the have he's the on two Smackdown, leaders, though, have the two leaders. of. OK, well, it doesn't it doesn't have, matter. You could make some things happen. But in, in my opinion, those three together, we've already seen it. It's boring. They split them up. Oh, so. no, I'm saying those three have been yep. boring. We've seen it on WWE TV already. It's not entertaining. Um, and well, they, and, they and a part of a part of my thing is I just watched today. I watched I Matt, I told you that I was rewatching uh the Monday Night Wars on on uh WWE network. And so I started from the beginning. Plug right there. Great. At, yeah, at the first at the end of the first or beginning of the second, they, you know, uh, Scott Hall and Kevin and Kevin Nash were talking about how they had a third member and they were teasing it super hard. And then you uh, eventually oh. find out, you eventually find out that it's Hogan and they create the NWO and all that stuff. And so it was, when you said uh, an, another member, I was like, oh, geez, did, they, did I miss something? Like, did they say that they're going to add another member? Because if they did that, that would be so sick. And actually, might as well just say this now because uh, this past Saturday was the anniversary of the formation of that lovely group, the N-W-O. Too sweet! You know you got this guy jacked up when you talk about the N-W-O. I know, dude, I know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it happened on Saturday. Was, there was the anniversary of their creation. Okay. To end this podcast. Back, okay, Matt, back to you and your ending. This is my show. It's I know, but this still, is my show. I'm taking over. Okay. This is a hostile takeover. Oh my gosh. What pay-per-view was that? Oh no, no, that Damn was that it. was okay, a, I thought that maybe... was a reference for the NWO. This is this is a hostile takeover. Oh, he got me. I but, knew he was but, hitting me with a reference. The takeover reference was for the NXT. Okay. This is a takeover. Which I might have to just have to do one day is be like, have you on the camera and be like, you know what? I'm taking over this and into my show. And then fucking shooting a promo on me, dude. Don't fucking hit me over the head with this mic. Damn. <laughs> everybody wants to everybody wants to have a shoot. Okay, listen. Shoot. Paul Heyman versus Eric Bischoff. It seems like part that's two. what we're getting. Part two, in a, in a sense. Uh, sorry, part three. In a sense. <laughs> but I think, or or I was I was listening to an idea that got me thinking. It's kind of true. You know, uh, let me ask you something about Eric Bischoff that you may not get right away. Now, this is the WWE mark right here. This ain't necessarily WCW mark. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you got, it's got to be like WWE, you know, WWE 75 or 65 WCW like in there. 35. Got yeah. you. So, what is I, I Eric... was there for nice for nice seven on oh. to the end? Okay, so listen to this, Michael. We have two guys that are ideally appointed to now kind of oversee things. Now we haven't had that officially shown on TV 
So it's you know yes we have yeah totally on the raw side on the raw side they Paul Heyman has already there's been there's been proof that Paul Heyman has started and people have asked them if oh is this a Paul Heyman thing or is this a Vince thing and they've openly said yeah Paul Heyman made that call. And then, okay, yeah, but and, and, and then it's also is- known that that Eric Bischoff is not taking over until after after, ex- after extreme, extreme rules. rules. Everyone knows that. Okay, so. but hold on. Why do why do everybody know that? Why how it's, we reread public Twitter. information? Twitter. We okay, read Twitter. Thank you. We get so we get the info if, from if the you're Twitter. Not, but if you're not showing that info on live TV. How does everybody know it? It's not commonality until it reaches Go live TV. Collect. So hold on. Go to the largest collection of breaking news, also known as Twitter. Sure. Okay. So find I, all but, that. But here's the here's the th- the statement for that. Do you want to be just you know you show up to Raw and be like told, hey everyone, this is a Eric, this is a Paul Heyman production. It doesn't or, matter. Or SmackDown. This is an Eric Eric Bischoff you know production. It doesn't matter. Do you want to be told by that, or do you want to be like okay? Uh, oh, WWE breaks the news. Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff are now back, uh, back right behind the scenes. That yeah, okay, I got you. Got, good, thank and you. But here's back. what here's what the problem is. People, a lot of people that watch Raw don't have access to that. Kids, younger people. So I remember when I watched wrestling back in the day when I was a kid. I didn't shock value. I didn't watch. I didn't have internet. Like I didn't have internet to watch. So it's not like I could, Oh yeah. Vince McMahon is appointing these people thing. If I did not see it on Monday night raw as a literal introduction of what was going on, I don't know. So you want the introduction, like Vince McMahon came out, uh, and exactly, you know, said, we're going to be more edgy or we're going to be, you know, this, we don't need to do edgy. We just need to say promo. We don't need to say that. It, yeah, essentially something like that. Okay. So that's how I think this is. So so my problem is nobody has been inundated like that. It just hasn't happened yet. And so what I'm trying to ask you guys or what I'm trying to ask the viewers are, is it fair that just because we anoint these guys as head of this, head of that, that when we watch a, a bad Raw, like, I saw a bad, a very bad raw this week. Am I to blame Paul Heyman for that, Michael? Um, if we were six plus months down the road, I would say yes. Um, but because he's only had a couple of shows where he's making the majority of the decisions, um, I'm gonna say no because I just like one thing that. I don't know if it was Paul Heyman's doing or not, but the whole Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman thing, when they crashed through and the pyro and electricity and all that stuff went off, the WWE TV kept going to that like aerial view camera that was like pointing down at like all the damage and where everyone was hurt and, you know, getting guys on stretchers and stuff like that. I felt like, I felt, I felt like that was something new that, they haven't really done in the past and so watching it then like i'm like obviously this is a work because it's wwe but um at the same time i was like man this like to someone who just turns on wrestling this could feel very real to them and so um 
watching that, I was like, man, that's that's cool. That seems like a Paul Heyman thing because events would have had this idea. He would have done it a long time ago and he would have done it a hundred times already. Um, and so I just, I thought it was interesting. Um, but I would just say that it's too early to give any, like to give either Paul Heyman too much credit or, or criticize him too much because it's, it's just too early. He's only had a few episodes under his belt. So. And, and to your point, Again, you know, Paul Heyman is basically finishing up and starting new stuff. So it's basically he's just going to finish everything that leading into Extreme Rules is going to be the finishing point of whatever the heck was going on. And then Paul Heyman will have a fresh new beginning-ish start. Okay, so what you're stuff. saying, what both of you are saying is potentially that... Let's get through Extreme Rules, and then let's yes. see what Monday brings. Yes, let's now. Get, let's get to Extreme Rules, finish this up, and then we can start a new. We can well start a new. Right, I got you. So for us, so let me now shift gears to end this cast uh, on Eric Bischoff. What is something quickly, quickly? What is something that we know about how pro wrestling was when Eric Bischoff ran things? Controversy creates cash. Okay, great answer. Michael. Um, I would just say that he he knows how to compete. He thinks in a different way than most people. Um, and I think he cares a lot more about um what the wrestlers uh the build of a wrestler's character in comparison to the clothes that the wrestler's wearing he cares Perfect. about the character and so that's good for me shock value okay so so you said controversy controversy creates, ca creates cash you said he cares about the wrestlers and their and and who they you know what they do and who they it's are like like their build their story their character all right, that right. stuff yeah. in the build right so Eric Bischoff's not running SmackDown yet not yet a not till after to, not till after this Sunday he will be so, on the job so and he and he confirmed that on the I listened to the eighty three weeks podcast today he confirmed that he doesn't take over until after he's working you because listen hey, I mean he could be but yeah he's working you because listen. Exactly everything that you guys described about who Eric Bischoff is is exactly the promo slash pipe bomb that Kevin Owens oh. did on Tuesday. Tell me. B-E-A-U-T full. Exactly. He came out, grabbed the mic, uh, and started saying. You got let's you gotta remember, let's start this from the parking lot. Okay, yeah, I don't give a crap about the parking lot. The parking <laughs> lot was, after it was beat, staged. getting a busted lip and beating up Dolph Ziggler. The parking lot was home. staged. But there are some out there that believe that Kevin Owens came back in on his own. I mean, if you no, rewatch no the segment, if you watch the segment over again, there's some of it that was believable. Like and some of it that was like, oh my gosh, he's doing something off script. He's legit he's, saying this. He grabbed the mic. He basically said that the Vince McMahons said to the entire world that we will be getting giving, what the fans want. And yeah, yet Shane McMahon's been on TV more than half the WWE superstars. Roster. Yeah. Literally. 
And then, and then, and then the he, mic. no, and then he, yeah, so he cuts the mic. He gets a new mic. Eventually, that one gets that. cut. And then he grabs the the headset That's from that. Byron Saxton. And he, and he, not only does he say those things about Vince and about how Shane's in the spotlight and doing all these things, but the great part about it is that he grabbed the headset from Byron Saxton and then began to name all of the wrestlers that deserved an opportunity that weren't getting an opportunity. And that had a very, like, uh, Snow, oh, I know yeah. you remember CM Punk would get his mic turned off because he was getting too real on the mic. Mm -hmm. And so that had a very CM Punk feel to it. And then as Kevin Owens was coming back in and like ultimately ended up giving Shane McMahon a stunner in the middle of the ring, that had a very Stone Cold Steve Austin feel to it. That's what I'm saying. So tell me, we have not seen that from SmackDown until all of a sudden Bischoff is a is is appointed thing. He's announced. You don't know it. Nobody knows it. He hasn't been seen on TV. It doesn't matter. That, that screamed Eric Bischoff. That yes, screamed yeah, grabbing ratings, grabbing television ratings, making up character, building a character. I want to end this cast on the idea that if Eric Bischoff has worked the entire fucking globe by saying, I'm not there yet, and then pulled this move off, I cannot wait to see what he's got in store for SmackDown. That is real. That is exactly what I loved about the NWO. They used to beat people up in the back. They the parking lot. Backstage promos did not start until NWO. Like, it didn't. You had Mean Gene Okerlund in WWF interviewing the guy right before he went out to, the, to wrestle. It, that shit did not start until Eric Bischoff said, hey, we're going we're gonna to make reality television. This is going to be real to the fans. And that was exactly it. Because here's the thing. If that wasn't staged, if Kevin Owens did that on his own, he's in a, heap of, he's in a heap of shit. He's he would get fired. Maybe he wouldn't get fired just because they know he would go to you suspended. know he's gonna get fucking he's gonna suspended. get no not even so he's gonna get sued. You can't just do that. He's gonna get sued for everything he owns. But listen, it was literally half to where you could think, man, that was like real, right? Like fuck. No matter what, that's what drew me in, right? Uh, uh, Hold on, Michael. What did that draw you in? Oh, it did. It anytime you see someone who like really stands up to whatever the authority is at the time, you're like, you're all in on it, dude. And 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 part of it was like, man, I don't I don't know what to believe right here. Is this stage? Is this real? Like, that's what's going on? Yeah, that's the so whole point. That's, that's why I loved it. That's why it's great. Yeah, fucking Eric. And here's the thing. That's Eric Bischoff's thing. Okay. If he's working all of us, if he's working all of us, and this is the greatest thing we have seen in WWE for like a year, probably until, okay, maybe until Becky started coming on and, and shit. But like, for real, this is the great. And then all of a sudden, hey, what else on SmackDown? What else in WWE are you fucking anticipated for, Michael? It's also on SmackDown. What is it? That I'm anticipating? Alistair Black. Um, that, yeah, obviously. That was a combo of everybody's watching because of Aleister Black. 
And what do we do? We throw Kevin Owens pipe bomb in there because that's good fucking TV. That's ratings. That's ratings. But that I, I got a bone to pick with you on that. If he if Kevin Owens actually did that off script, yeah, he would have been probably suspended. Maybe you, he is. We but, don't know. But, but for the love of God, you really think you have been sued? This is WWE. They would have done something with it. And then and the then sued him because he just li he legit him. went on live TV and started <laughs> talking all this mess. I mean, come on, dude. If you were he to would, do that. He would be pushing that to the moon. Michael. This would be Austin level pushing. Michael, where can everybody find you? Well, I'm not going to give out my personal, but you okay, can hold come. on. Hold on. This works better this way. Snowman, where can everybody find you? Right here on the Flex Network. <laughs> oh, my I, gosh. I, I, I got to say this correctly. Right here on the the biggest cheap pop. Right here on the Flex Network. That's right, baby. I, I got to do it the right way, a Mick Foley style. Dude. But Eric Snow. AJS. AJS. Dead Snow. Dead Snow. On the Twitter. On the Twitter, you're going to be having your own show on the Flex Network brought to you by the Flex Network for all you WWE marks out there, all your wrestling marks out there like we all are. Snowman, AJS Dead Snow's coming on. Thank you so much, brother. Too sweet. Thank you for coming on the show. Michael, where can everybody find you? Uh, Flex Network. Um, Facebook, Flex Network. Um, Instagram. It's and Flex then, Network One. Flex Network is? One on our Twitter. Okay. Flex Network twenty three at gmail.com. Of course it's twenty three because that's we're great. And this is this you will be watching this potentially in three years, thinking, man, this is where it all started. And we got a cheap fucking picture in the background. We got cheap things we gonna we gonna move into a big old studio up in the up in the, the up in the hills okay well, we already in the hill <laughs> yeah that we're in the annals of time i mean the annals of time excuse <laughs> <laughs> michael where can everybody find he's you drunk. he doesn't know he's talking about that's not yeah. true flex network 23 on instagram flex network on facebook um, you know, you can find us our podcast, you can find it on um Apple Podcasts, you can find it on Spotify, all that good stuff. But um, until next time, we will see you guys later. Yeah, come find us on YouTube, baby. We are the Flex Network. This was like chair shots episode, like whatever. I don't even know if that's really what we're calling things, but here we are, baby. We're here now, the Flex Network. New logo coming soon. This is the Flex Network. This is the Flex Network. Flex on them. Flex on everybody. This right here is the Flex Network. Yeah. Flex on the Flex.